impressive. I can see that. He's going to be 100 on the July train. Yeah, so. You're caught up. One bleeds red and one bleeds blue. Two friends, one heated rival. It's intense. It's no holds barred. It's game time. On Red versus Blue Sports Talk Radio with your host Scott Atkins and Michael Trent. Scott and Mike and their versatility bring new light to many topics in and out of the world of fantasy sports. Guests can reach the show by calling 347-324-5404. Red vs. Blue Sports Talk Radio, where Planet Red and Big Blue Nation collide. Let's hope they're still friends afterwards. Here they are, Scott and Mike. Welcome to Red vs. Blue Friday Night Football, wherever you may be. Thanks for making us part of your night. I'm Scott Atkins, team legacy in the world of high-stakes fantasy football. Usually I'm joined by the Big Blue co-host from Brandenburg, Kentucky, Michael Trent. But Mikey can't join us tonight. He's doing his annual derby pilgrimage. Uh, But there are good things going on here at FF Toolbox. Tonight I'm joined uh, by the uh, Friday Night Derby co-host here, Matt Holbrook our Indianapolis Colts correspondent. Some people, I say insider. Yeah, I know you don't like that name. Oh, I don't care. Whatever. But, but, but wait, look. Okay. It's more of a fan that knows everything and reads everything. That's all. I just want to tell you all what's up. That's an insider, right? Somebody that lives and breathes the Indianapolis Colts. You do. Yeah. Same as the Pacers. You, you more than anybody that I know, and I've been here in Indianapolis for since 99, right? I mean, that's a while, 15 years. I can say that you're the biggest Pacer fan I've ever met here in Indianapolis. Yeah, except for this past week. (laughs) You've been getting down on the Pacers, man. Real quick, before we start the show, Uh uh, everybody, nobody understands what's going on, and I don't don't expect you to. Does anybody care? Well, they do. I mean, they they know I like the Pacers, and there's a lot of Pacer fans out there. I mean, the number one player in the world, Chad Schroeder, he's actually a huge Pacer fan. Really? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, not even from here, but love the Pacers. But everybody wants to know, uh, I mean, look, we think we've seen this team that looked so good that could beat the Heat, and then all of a sudden in two months they've lost that ability to do so. And and you feel the same way. Oh, yeah. I mean, we all see it. But But nobody has any answers. It's a combination of 15 things, Scott, but the answer is if they win tomorrow, then they move on to face Washington, and uh, they got a a new chance. They really do. 347-324-5404 is the number. We won't bore you with Pacer uh, talk tonight, but we do <laughs> like to talk. Uh, you know, well, we just this is our show. This is a fun show. Yeah, we Friday talk. Night. Yeah, Friday night. We're getting ready to, you know, have our weekend. Uh, everybody's talking about uh, the FFWC, the Fantasy Football World Championships. Our sponsors of the evening, FF Toolbox, been around for uh, forever. One of the pioneers of the industry in fantasy content websites. And the FFWC had a big uh, couple of days here. Uh, Matt knows this. Uh, he played in the Rota Bowl last year. But the World Championship has now started and begun at May Madness. It starts in the, the first, uh, first day of May. 
And that means, uh, quite simply, you put in your $200 to reserve your seat in the Fantasy Football World Championship, and you're entered into the May Madness giveaways to win free main event teams. That's a big deal. Those are $1,800 prizes. Uh, so we gave away nine of those last year. I think we can do even more uh, this year with the response that I'm seeing and the growth in just two days. Uh, brand new registration system, brand new reservation, uh, shopping cart, all that good fun stuff, and a brand new for the fantasy players, your new player dashboard. So you're going to have a brand new experience on game days and throughout the week. All new software. Everything's new here at the FFWC, uh, and we're really excited about it. Uh, you, you now have this My Teams page on Sundays. Look, you, you manage five or six teams or maybe even more than that. Some of the, high, some of the diehards in this chat room that I see in here, they, they manage 10 and 20 leagues a year. And so we said, what can we do for them that they've never had before? Uh, the first that we rolled out is the, the My Lineups. So on Sunday morning, you have one page to go to. And that's just a godsend, right? I mean, instead of opening up all your leagues and having the tabs across the top, you now have the My Lineups page, and on Sunday mornings, you just leave it up there. And, uh, well, you're going to have a guest on later. That's why we have it. Uh, you don't need them right now. <laughs> uh, but so the My Lineups page is going to allow you, the, the fantasy player, to uh, you know, have one spot to go to for all of your Sunday pregame you know, moves. So you can see automatically how many leagues you have Adrian Peterson. As a matter of fact, there's a search box on there, Matt, and you type in Adrian Peterson – and you'll find it'll, it'll highlight only the leagues you have Peterson in, and you can go and make the move. If he's out with five minutes to go, you know, you panic usually. Oh, yeah, that's exciting. Well, not anymore. You have a lineups page, and boom, you move Adrian Peterson out of the three lineups and done, and then you start thinking about it. Ooh, well, maybe that will affect the other team. Where do I have uh, their opponent? And maybe uh, I need to look and see if I have Hakeem Nix anywhere. Maybe he's startable tonight or for whatever reason or, right. or for whatever. You type in their name. You, you set your lineups there. Boom. So that's called the, the lineup page. I don't know. We need a better name than that, but it is, it is the pregame page. So it's on Sunday mornings. Then we have the My Teams page, and this is the page for Sundays. And you'll see these uh, screenshots pop up uh, if you watch the slideshow. But the My Teams page is your Sunday game day page. All of your live scoring for every league on one page. We've never had that before, Matt. <laughs> but of all the leagues, we've, you know, we're always – flipping back and forth, hitting refresh, going to this yeah. page. Where am I at on this one? All your lineups, all your scores on one page. Uh, that's pretty cool. So well, That's what you've been doing all uh, winter. All winter, yeah. man. Uh-huh. All winter. I've been in, in hibernation. Uh, tonight we do have a really cool guest on, Christian Warikas, a.k.a. the Fantasy Smurf. I love that name, the Fantasy Smurf. Uh, Smurf is going to uh, join us tonight. And, uh, look, he's played in the FFWC. He's playing in the Dynasty. He's kicking tail in the Dynasty. He's a trading machine. Uh, he's going to be on. We're going to learn a little bit more about him. We're going to talk about some Dynasty trades, and we're going to get ready for the NFL draft. But, Matt, uh, look, Mike is not here tonight, and he's usually a big part of the show. Yeah, what's he doing? Yeah, he does the Derby? Kentucky Derby. Oh, the Kentucky Derby. Yeah, he, he's, you know, he, he, he likes to book a little he's action. He's a hick, man. He, no, he's been known to book a little action on the Derby. That's kind of how I met Mike, you know. He was kind of the book, you know. Yeah. I don't want to yeah. out him here on radio. Yeah, he's good at what he does. I know that. He always carried around the uh, the little notepad in the back pocket. So when you when you when you said, "Hey, Mike, I want to put some on the," you know, he picks out his he flips over to your page, oh, and yeah. he's got your account balance that right guy. there. He's that yeah, he's that guy. Yeah, but I won't I won't I won't talk about that. We're on national radio. Uh, I brought you on Matt uh, tonight because look, the Indianapolis Colts. We do have the NFL draft coming up. Uh, I think you and I cleared that hurdle right off the bat that we said 
the NFL draft is not going to be eventful from a fantasy standpoint for the Indianapolis Colts. That's kind of your angle on it. Yeah, no, they're not picking any skill players. They uh, they got their skill players right now on their team. They're going to pick some uh, defense, a lot of defense and uh, offensive line. But that's not the important part is the, um, they really think that they already got their first-round pick in Trent Richardson, which is a little crazy. But I'm starting to get on board after reading more and more about it. I mean, they're just dead set on this guy. <clears throat> On Richardson? Yeah. I mean, we all played around with that last year, and he was in a lot of my leagues. and He burned us. Yeah, that wasn't any fun. No. That sucked. That was not any fun at all. But they're, uh, they're giving him a fresh start this year, and they are, believe it or not, they're dead set on this dude. They really are. On the, on the, ro- on the, on the bowling ball of razor blades is what they called him, a Pagano, like last year? Yeah. Uh, they are just dead set on this power run thing. You know, they got all these receiving options. Yeah, you got but, luck. What do they What do they think of with it's luck? Pagano, I mean, he said Pagano said um, we're going to be a power run team as long as I'm here, which whatever that means, I don't really care much for the guy. But so so you're saying with luck, with Hilton, with Wayne coming back, with Hakeem Nicks, the the tight ends, yeah. they're they're going to be committed to this ground game, live or die, do or die with yeah. Pagano. Yeah. Now you were one of the first to call Donald Brown out. You said he's gone. Yeah. We reported it. And a lot of people, a lot of sources didn't believe us at the time because really? they said, well, Donald Brown was effective. Yeah. And, or behind the same offensive line that Trent Richardson was not effective, right. Donald Brown was effective. And they said, no way, they're going to keep this guy. And you were right on that. Right. Uh, Vic Ballard comes back. Any, any value at all there? Because he was pretty excited. So, yeah, I mean, they are going to battle with Richardson, Ballard, and now they got Bradshaw back. They're going to – it's just all open right now. But, I mean, whoever, whoever plays harder is going to get it. I mean, they really will, and, you know, Vic has that chance. So does Bradshaw. I'm, I'm looking in the chat room, man, yeah. not to cut you off, but Ural Mint says, I'll take Ballard late. FF Magic Man says, butcher knives, I believe, not razor blades. <laughs> uh, get paddled. He asks, what do you think of Dayrick Rogers with Nick's health issues? Now, you and I talked about Dayrick right uh-huh. before the show started. You kind of hit me with that because yeah. I, I'm stashing Dayrick Rogers in a, right. the 12th yeah, dynasty. And uh, gave up somebody good to keep him too. I gave up Rashad Jennings, but yeah, before the trade, yeah, that didn't work out. Uh, <laughs> but Dave Rick Rogers did show big playability. Oh yeah. And uh, dynasty value. Oh yeah. What about this year though? Uh, what's nothing, the word? Honestly, nothing this year. I mean, they, they're set on what can this kid do for the future. It's that kind of thing. And if anything, it'll be maybe later in the year. But the beginning of the year, nothing's going to happen. I mean, it's. Nick's is going to get his chance, and you know if one of those guys gets hurt, you know they're going to need another receiver. They're going to need a third receiver, but you know, I mean, someone might get hurt. But as far as that goes, he's not going to. I don't think he's going to outcompete anybody. And you know, they're giving Nick's the chance as long as he's healthy. He's going to be the the third guy. Yeah. And Wayne's going to be back, though. I mean, I, if anybody's wondering about that. I mean, he's dead set. He's ready to come back. Well, they are wondering about that. I yeah. can tell you, everybody in the chat room. Oh, and everybody listening at home, I know. I mean, we all want to know: Is Reggie Wayne coming back? And and if you say he's back, what do we back? You you mean he's you think he's healthy enough to to run without restriction during games? Oh yeah. Now, yeah. do you think he lost any game speed or movement, lateral movement, because of a torn ACL at that age? No, uh, not because of a torn ACL. Because of age, I think you know you're going to see the age thing come to factor. And we saw, I saw it with Marvin Harrison. You know, when he got. That age, it kind of... But we didn't see it with Wayne. We didn't see it with Wayne last year before pre-injury. No, no, we didn't. 
It's like he's just superhuman. I mean, he we did. didn't see any age at all. The dude's a freak. I mean, he's awesome. But he, he, he'll be back this year. He'll, I think uh, you can expect just what you saw last year out of him. Same kind of thing. Just uh, short plays, getting nine catches a game. Wow. I, I like it. That's interesting. Uh, Reggie Wayne was being drafted last year pre-injury, you know, 2013 drafts. And the end of the third round, uh, his yeah. ADP now is – much lower, obviously, coming off the injury in another uh-huh. year at wide receiver 36. Now, he's never dropped below, you know, top 20 type right. wide receiver yeah. numbers, no matter where he was or who was throwing him the ball. And now he's going in the seventh round. And in, in I'm looking at this draft right here, and I can't reveal the entire thing, but they're paying good money for this draft. But it's in the eighth round Reggie Wayne went. So, Oh, really? If he's going in the third last year, and you're saying that he's pretty much back. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's still early in the off season, but you know, as far as everybody says, and I mean, he's came out and said it plenty of times. You know, he's ready. You know, he's ready for the July training camp, even. You know, he, he's ready to go in that, and he's just he's tired of doing the rehab thing. You know, nobody likes doing that. I mean, he just wants to play football, and he's just that type of dude, and that's what it takes. I mean, you gotta you gotta want to do it, and he does. No, we talked about hockey mix. Our, yeah. our guest tonight, Matt Holbrook, our our Colts insider, we like to say. Uh, Hakeem Nix had a really good thing going in New York until he didn't. Until last year. Until, the, well, even before then, the year before, yeah. the yeah, injuries started exactly kicking it. in, and then he went on this monstrous drought of touchdowns. But that wasn't, yeah. that wasn't just Nix. That was the entire Giants offense. Man, that team sucked, dude. It was, it was bad. And, and for the listeners at, at home, if you listened to Red vs. Blue last week, we did uncover the stat, and it was one of the stats that since they started tracking injuries – uh, in the National Football League and, and how injured a team was. I, I don't know. I can't remember how long they've been doing that, maybe seven years as far as the health and injury of a team, uh, how healthy they were for the year. The Giants were the most injured team in the history of the statistic. Really? Of, and so that kind of lets you know that there was something going on with that team. Injuries abound. I mean, at every position, yeah, offensive line, defense, corners, running backs, David Wilson, uh, and all oh, of he's them. awesome too. Yeah, <laughs> it was bad. Oh, yeah. But so Nick comes from that environment to a glowing environment here in Indianapolis. Right. Yeah. So I mean, they, he needed a fresh start. change of scenery. That's, that's what Coughlin said too. He's like, you know, he kind of gave up on him, but Coughlin's just like, you know, just he needs a new start. I mean, what else can you do? Poor I kind of, I kind of, I kind of like the value that we're getting with hockey. Nick, let me look at this draft yeah, yeah. here. Uh, he, he went very late. He went after uh, the Reggie Wayne. Uh, there's Blackman. There's Bo. There's Mix right there. Nine one. It's pretty yeah. late. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I, would, I can see it though. That makes sense. Yeah, but you're ninth player. I mean, even if you even if you took four, let's say you took four running backs and five wide receivers in the first nine, or maybe even a quarterback, that's your fifth wide receiver. You know, or your your fourth. That doesn't yeah. sound too unreasonable for an Andrew Luck big target. Uh, that's kind of what he doesn't have. He does now. Yeah, well, I mean, I, there's so many targets on that team. I, just, I honestly don't see much in Nick as far as fantasy value goes. 42. Wide receiver 42 is where he's being drafted right now. You're telling me he can't be a top 30 receiver in, in Andrew Luck throwing the ball? No. I mean, it, you know, like I said, if somebody gets hurt, it's always that. But as the team stands right now, it's no. Sorry. Henry Muto uh, in the chat room. Last year, Knicks wasn't worth your 20th player, let alone the ninth. Well, that's true. The uh, 
a big, huge drought uh, of talent there uh, for the New York Friends. What about tight ends? Any, anything here? Dwayne Allen, Colby Fleener. Fleener looked pretty good, and it looked like he was ready to turn the corner, and he never did. Yeah. And then Dwayne Allen, going into the season, he was being called like the ultimate weapon. Oh, you know? awesome, yeah. Uh, I'm, I like Allen as a fan, you know. I, I really do. Allen, he's an awesome dude. And, um, you know, he's good on the football field, too. But I think that Fleener will outperform Allen, and I think he'll have more opportunities, too, because he's, you know, Fleener's more of a receiving tight end. But Allen will definitely get his chances. But for now, I think it's a maybe kind of 60-40 thing with Fleener. Yeah. But kind of killed their value, really. It does. That's I mean, it sucks. I think, you know, Pagano killed their value. I just yeah, you don't like him. Well, it just seems like only the only games that they're really going to blow things. I mean, look, even though they said they were going to run the ball, Luck still put up his yards, well, and he still put up his touchdown. Ran the ball in first and second, and then they had to throw it on third and fifteen. He saw the playoff game, and the one name we haven't mentioned is probably the most valuable Colt from fantasy perspective is T. Y. Hilton. Yeah, I mean besides Andrew Luck. Well, yeah, but you're still not going to draft Luck before Hilton. No, I know. So Hilton becomes, by default, the most valuable yeah. fantasy player on yeah. the Colts. He's so. going to have an awesome year. He was actually the only, uh, basically the only skill player last year to not even get hurt at all. He started every game, or he played in every game, and you know he put up numbers almost every game too. I think he's going to keep growing and you know keep turning into that star. Oh, he was awesome in the in the playoff game. Yeah. Uh, him he, and he Luck. Was something special. He finished as wide receiver 19, really? and that's not including the playoff game, obviously. That's, that's not mm-hmm. including the playoffs. But if you, if you included the playoffs, I'm sure it skyrocketed him up there. Uh, and, and most people didn't think they, that he was going to uh, – Ian Ritchie, um, he actually named T.Y. Hilton his breakout player. Yeah, I remember that. That was a great call. And it, and it just didn't happen early enough. It just things weren't going, going right. And, that, and then it seemed like him and Luck continued with this chemistry, and it, we did see a dynasty trade uh, involving T.Y. Hilton. Uh, we're going we're gonna to talk about that with Christian here in just a minute uh, when we bring him on. Any, any names that we, we've left out here for, for the Colts? We, we, we talked about Richardson. We talked about Ballard. We didn't talk about Bradshaw. Yeah, I mean, he's in the mix, too. You know, he, he's older now, uh, pushing 30 or whatever. But, I mean, he's, he's a lot like Reggie Wayne. You I like know, Bradshaw. I do, too. I mean, I've always liked him in New York. But – he, he's a lot like Reggie Wayne as far as, like, the heart. The heart's there and the desire, and that's what kept him on the team. I mean, he didn't care. He just wanted to play, and he came back for, you know, pretty low contract, but whatever. He just wanted to put on pads and play, and he's just that type of dude. But he's uh, he's definitely going to want to battle for the, you know, some carries. Some carries, yeah. yeah. It's, a, it's really just there's so many guys there. How do you fit all these guys in? You make it all work. It's coaching. You know, it's, it's good if you're a fan like it's good for a team, you know. I mean, that's that's how you build championship teams. I mean, it's just you have to have so much depth at those positions. But as far as fantasy, it does put a twist on things. I mean, you have to look at so many different things because they have so many different players. I mean, it's crazy, but I mean, you just have to wait and see what happens. But I predict uh, Richardson's going to be the starter, believe it or not. In your strong opinion, just so everybody knows. You think uh, because of the confidence that this team and everybody, that all of the vibe around the organization uh-huh. is they really believe in Trent Richardson. They really do. I mean, it's crazy. I, I don't understand it. You know, I'm, I'm just like y'all. I mean, what's <laughs> up with this dude? But, I mean, they're just dead set on this guy, and they just, like I said, you know, they're treating it as their first-round draft pick because, you know, they traded that away last year at Cleveland, and they don't pick again until 59. 
But they're, they're treating Trent Richardson as the first-round draft pick coming in and, you know, kind of a fresh start type of thing. And even Grigson, Pagano, they've all said, you know, just, just give them another chance. They're, they're begging the fans. They're begging everybody. You know, just don't be so hard on the guy. Whatever. But, I mean, if they believe that, then, you know, read into that. Well, let's look, let's look at a couple of names here that may or you, you may take Trent Richardson over. Ben Tate. I kind of, I kind of would take Trent Richardson over Ben Tate. I, yeah, we have, I mean, we have. That's close. Yeah, Tate has uh, opportunity and potential, but so does Richardson. Yeah, and Tate can't seem to stay healthy. So in the chat room, I'd like to know your take: Ben Tate or Trent Richardson, both kind of fifth round running yeah. backs. What about Ray Rice? Ray Rice or T. Rich? Uh, I don't want any part of Ray Rice. Really? No, uh-huh. I don't want any of the mojo. I'm a big, I'm a big uh, believer yeah, in mojo. That whole thing. The yeah, thing, no, I don't, I don't. The white feeder thing. All right. I don't want that. Oh, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I think there's more upside with Richardson. You know, I, I can just see everybody getting burned again this year with him. But I think, I mean, the upside's there. You know, we know what Ray Rice can do. We know that the Ravens are in a slump pretty much. But What about CJ2K or CJ2 two, two yards per carry? <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, nah. No? no. Still T-Rich? Yeah, I'll okay. it over CJ. Uh, one, one last one, uh, Andre Ellington. Ooh, that's a good one. Well, I, he gets more uh, receptions. That's what I like. Well, he gets receptions, but he doesn't get many carries. He didn't last year. Yeah. Plus, he plays in a very tough division. You know, you're playing the Rams. Yeah, yeah, you're, yeah. you're playing the Rams twice, the Niners, and the Hawks. Well, I think I'd go Ellington. Yeah. They might go running back that's, in the draft. That's really close. Uh, IPS driver says Ellington easy, and you know, look, I I had Ellington. Really? Uh, in, in the toolbox, when we started doing projections early this uh, this summer or spring, <laughs> I put in Ellington's numbers and I said, you know, if he gets just a marginal bump in, in carries, mm-hmm. uh, it's going to make him in more opportunities. He's going to get more opportunities in the passing game too, just being yeah. out there and getting more carries. He becomes a t- almost like a top ten running back potential. Yeah, he could. Yeah, he's got a lot of potential right there. It'll be interesting to see if they address uh, running back in the draft. Uh, but look, Trent right. Richardson is intriguing. He was now look. Either we were all wrong, gang, and obviously we were for 2013. We were drafting Trent Richardson in the top four, five, six, seven picks last year. I drafted him second in one of my leagues. Everybody was drafting him high. Yeah. Uh, now, everything we saw just made us feel like, wow, we can't trust this guy. You couldn't even start him. You could not start him even not, with an injury. Absolutely not. So how is he going to go back? You know, it's just amazing. Pagano just thinks and believes in this guy, you know? Yeah, well, I mean, that's part of it. All right, let's bring in our guest for this evening. Uh, Christian Warikas, a.k.a. the Fantasy Smurf. Uh, Christian, is, is this you? I, I, the, 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 the phone lines look a little, little jammed tonight. Yeah, it's me, Scott. How you doing? What's up, my man? Christian Warikas, how you doing, man? I'm doing all right. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. Hey, we're, we're glad to have you. Uh, Christian played in our, our Fantasy Football World Championships. Talk to the listeners and, and let them know what you played in last year. What what you kind of learned and you know wh- why you're back for more this year? Well, I um, that was my first time out to Vegas last year. I um, it was the first time and uh, I've done high stakes before, but uh, basically from home and online. So it was my first time okay. to Vegas and uh, it was great. I'm, I'm planning to go back every year. But um, with the uh, FFWC, um, I finished 21st in the main event, one spot out of money, which was great. But um, <laughs> Uh, That's you know, and it's just, it's definitely a different feel when, you know, when you're out there, you're not going to, um, you're not going to scoop by anyone or sneak up on anyone. You know, everyone is, uh, you know, 
everyone you had queued up when, when you're ready to draft are gone. <laughs> so, um, but, uh, you know, I drafted right. I had, uh, you know, I had Charles and Gordon. I kind of led by them. I got hit by the injury bug late um, with, you know, uh, Stacy. Tate was going there for a little while. Um, but going in the last week, I was, like, thinking I was like, sick and I was sitting sixth or seventh. And then it was just uh, – it was a train wreck the last week, so it's just what happens. You know, in that 11-man starting lineup, that was that was a little. You, I, I've done a, a, other, um, uh, you know, I've, I've done other leagues like that. Obviously, not for that much money, but um, that's definitely a little twist. And that got, uh, that 11-man, uh, you know, got me towards the end there. I think, but uh, it's fun. I'm planning to do two this year, and um, um, it's it's wow. fun. It's just great. I love the first two weeks where you're. It's a win-loss just based on um, top end, low end. Um, yeah. I think that's a unique twist. And, uh, no, you got to really um, – uh, I loved it. So, um, now, you know, you, definitely, you, definitely you, there's nothing like going out there and, and drafting. It's, uh, it was way oh, beyond – you know, <laughs> nothing like it. It really isn't. really isn't. So, and I've always been – I've been much more into dynasty. Um, so, I, just the last couple of years, I got into the, more of the high-stakes stuff. So, um it's fun. I enjoy it. I mean, it's, um, it keeps me occupied, that's for sure. No, it's all, it's all of our hobbies and all of our pastimes uh, here that listen to Red vs. Blue anyway. Matt, you play. And when you said there's nothing like it, I think that's what we all come away thinking. I don't think I've ever met anybody that went out to Vegas and didn't just kind of become a lifer because of it. I mean, the partnership that we have at the Barrage Hotel and Casino, they really want to make – uh, themselves known as the home for high-stakes fantasy football. So they embraced the event, and we have a partnership with them. We're not just renting space in a convention room. Anybody can rent space. They actually – we have a partnership with these guys because they want us uh, – you know, they want our players and our drafts happening in their sports book on opening night, the, one of the busiest nights of the year uh, in Vegas, right? Mm-hmm. And we're partying in the sports book. We can, we can stroll right down, make our best, come back and sit down and have our, have our food and everything's catered and everything. I mean, it's really a blast when we saw Peyton just dominate, you know, uh, the Ravens. And now we're going to see Seattle take on Green Bay, which is going to be another great game. We're going to have just another blast. Uh, so looking forward to seeing you back out there, Christian. And you said Dynasty. You touched on Dynasty. You entered the Dynasty Football World Championship this year, and you came out swinging. You took over a couple of teams. You couldn't wait for the startups. And so you're like, Scott, whenever a team comes available, let me know. And then then we started posting them on the boards, and then, bam, you grabbed one, then you grabbed another one, I think. And now you're in for a Yeah, yeah. Well, actually, the the year before, that's when I first, um, uh, I think I was on a podcast or something, and I I, kind of missed out. So, um, you know, I play in a number of dynasties, but I definitely wanted to grab a couple. So, yeah, I took over two, and I'm probably, I think I have two new startups, and nothing like a startup. (laughs) Yeah. they say that uh, Chris is into Dynasty if you're talking about the 80s TV show. That's from Old Moxie. And then uh, Henry Muto is talking a little Dynasty. They've got some trade offers they're talking about. But I have some trade offers that you've been involved with recently. You gave up uh, the name that I just mentioned, Andre Ellington. Uh, not too long ago either. I, I pulled this up. You didn't know I pulled this one up. I didn't tell you about this one. Uh, but Chris, uh, we're yeah, going to talk I- about it. Yeah, it's funny. I was just—I am not high on him. Um, I'm—I've been selling on him. But go ahead. What I forget? Give, give me the. Uh, what was it? Yeah, I'm going to tell you the trade here. Uh, everybody at home listening, Smurf gave up Andre Ellington, Kenny Britt, which is, that's a nice name to get rid of. Three, four, and three, six. So two third-round picks, mm-hmm. and you got in return Andre Johnson, Stevie Johnson, 
in that sneaky little 2-4 there. So talk to me about that trade and what you were looking for. Well, I was basically looking to move up Britt in the 2-3s for the 2-4. You know, obviously the draft's going to be a lot of fun this year, and, you know, you're talking two rounds deep where, you know, you could, you know, you're gonna you're gonna hit a lot of players. Um, but I I I've been drafting. It's funny. I'm in the three spot in a lot of leagues. I just happen to be that, and I've been I've been moving back. Uh, I you know I love the late first round. I love the early second round. So, um, I was just you know I was looking at that the Kenny Britton the two threes for bumping up to two four, and then with Ellington and Andre Johnson and Stevie Johnson. Um, you know that's um. I, I, it's a decent squad, and I was just looking for, you know, I, I th- still think AJ has a few years left. Um, Stevie, who knows? But um, I, I'm just not a, uh, you know, um, I've been, I've been uh, selling, selling on Ellington, and um, uh, that's kind of the rationale of that one. But I'm probably on paper, you're probably going to look at that and say Ellington, and people you take Ellington in the two threes. But um, yeah, you know what? This is an 11 man lineup, and, and you need starters yeah. and. I don't think anybody can debate that if Stevie Johnson is healthy, he's a starter in the league, and and Andre Johnson is still a starter in the league. Now he does need a quarterback. So hopefully they can uh, they can take care of that. Well, they they picked up Fitzpatrick, so so maybe they go Fitzpatrick if that you know regardless, right? Uh, but but it looks like when you take over a dynasty team, I think it's I think it's strategy that people can learn from because you're not really necessarily tied to these guys. Larry Fitzgerald, you dealt for Rod Streeter and a whole bunch of draft picks, and then Brandon Marshall. You dealt for a couple of first rounders, which I don't care how late they are. That's pretty impressive. And then a whole bunch. Of yeah, I got what I got that two first, and I got a whole bucket of fifteens. But I, I yeah, I was a, that was a re. I just went into rebuild mode right away with that squad, and that's uh, that's kind of fun too. So. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun to take a team and rebuild it from scratch, and then you get to build it up in your own in your you know what 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 you're interested in. And uh, I like the Marshall move. Look, a couple of firsts. Uh, you get a second in that, a third, a fourth, a fifth, you know, who knows. But a couple of firsts, that's not bad for uh, Marshall. I did that for Shane Vereen, and yeah. I've been kind of regretting it because I like those late picks. You know, I like those first-round picks. I don't know. Um, we've, yeah. got, we've, we've got the NFL draft right around the corner. We're going to pick Christian's brain about that and Matt, too, if you have any thoughts. But I thought we would call, we could talk some strategy. Uh, tell, us, tell everybody a little bit uh, where you're from and your background a little bit. Um, from just from outside Philadelphia, um, been a fourth grade teacher, believe it or not, for uh, about 15 years going on now. Um, wow. I have two little girls, seven and five, uh, and I, um, I run a lot of ultras, uh, ultra marathons. So basically oh, nice. I all my research I do on, on, on the podcast, so, you know, I listen to everything out there. And so while I'm running, I, um, you know, early morning or late night, I, uh, I just listen to everything I can get my hands on. So that's where I do a lot of, you know, kind of my uh, – I enjoy doing my research there while I'm running. So Everybody that remembers, uh, we had Davis Rainey on, uh, redshirted seniors on earlier last year. And uh, he's a school teacher, second grade. Now, you're fourth grade. And so yeah. fourth graders, they're a little bit more self-sustained than the second grade. Yeah, they're self-sustained. You I can teach them – you know, you can really start to teach them stuff, but they still like – Lego. you know, a lot of them still like Legos and – you know, I'm a Star yeah. Wars geek, so it's fun. So it's, you know, it's it's all good. So it's fun. And then you so get the summer. Monsters University in the earbuds or anything like that. No, uh, but I asked, <laughs> I asked Dave this question, and I'm going to ask you the question too. So, look, you're, you're in a public school system, right? 
No, I'm actually a private school. Oh, so. private school. Okay, okay, a little different. So it's not taxpayer money. But when, when you're sitting on the clock, do you, are you ever, you know, you've got to have some breather time and break time to yourself, right? And right. You, you, you have cell phones. You're, are, you're allowed to pick up your phone as a school teacher, right, and just kind of check the text messages and maybe see where you're at in a oh, draft? Yeah. And no, I got, I, got, I got, you know, I have my Chrome in the background, and it, it, it's already tabbed up with whatever, you know. So if I have five minutes, I'm going to check and, you know, <laughs> what's going on and whatever, uh, you know, trade offer or, you know, yeah, uh, current draft all, amendment. Yeah, we all put our pants on the same way here, man. Hey, we're, all, we're, all the, we're all the same. We just do different things. Uh, I asked yeah, you the on tough the part show, is getting man. out to Vegas at that time because that's the start of school year. So that's it's tough. like um, I'm going to have oh. to fess up this year because last year it was um, – you know, it was a, it had a crisis. So, right, you had a crisis. You were you were locked out, <laughs> uh, car keys. You know, stopped. You're yeah, you're exactly. in Ohio and you can't make it home. Uh, yeah. So water broke. You know, whatever. But yeah, no, uh, I understand. I totally feel you. We we have kids, and it's hard to uh, we have to have them actually watched by family, and they you know start school. You know. Yeah. Uh, it's tough, but uh, that's the one hurdle. That look, you get, if you can get over that hurdle as a dad. A uh, couple of days. You know, look, some people even take that short flight. You know, they don't even get there for the Thursday game. They actually come out on a Friday and get there, for, you know, for Friday and then Saturday. Then they're taking the red eye out on Saturday night. I could never do that just because I need to enjoy Vegas while I'm out there a little bit. Uh, just to kind of I'll be in and out. Definitely be in and out. But, uh, but still, it's, I don't care. It's 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 worth it. I mean, I'll do a couple yeah. drafts and, it, you know. So what are you good. doing for the NFL draft? You just hanging out at the house? No, man, I'm having a party. It's my uh, it's my birthday, so I'm having a draft oh. party. So, um, you know, so it'll be good. So right Goodell now it's just me, or, uh, but no, no, I'm kidding. What's, what's the um, <laughs> Goodell? He, he makes the yeah, NFL yeah. draft on your birthday. You're like, oh, happy birthday, me, man. They moved it, yeah, they moved yeah. it back. So, uh, I'm just having a little party here. So, um, But uh, uh, I always do a Super Bowl party as well, so it's basically the same crew. But they don't really care much about the draft, to be honest with you. But well, anyway. You might have to cancel that party if you are the 2014 Fantasy Football World Champion because you'll be partying with us in Vegas yeah. back at the Mirage for Super Bowl weekend. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Monday. Maybe. You got, we'll you got to be able to say that. You know, you got you, you have to be able to say it before it will ever happen, right? you got to – what do they say? you got to – to perceive it, you have to believe it, you know, or something along that to conceive yeah. it. You well, know. you know, being uh, all these dynasties, that you know, the number one goal is you got to break even, you know. <laughs> I yeah, gotta be, yeah. you got to be able to pay for next year, you know, because that money can't come out of, you know, I don't like that to come out of any other any other bankroll. So, you know, number one is, you know, make sure I pay all my leagues for next year. So, But, Christian, uh, this is Christian Marikas we're talking to tonight, uh, a.k.a. the Fantasy Smurf, love that name. I want you to tell America right now, uh, my name is Christian Marikas, and I am the 2014 Fantasy Football World Champion. Okay, I am. My name, <laughs> my name is Christian Marikas. I'm the 2014 World Champion. Okay, all right. Well, we'll give it. We'll give it a. We'll give it a solid C minus. Uh, okay. Christian, I asked you. I asked you on the show. Uh, I wanted. I wanted some strategy nuggets here. That's what everybody's here for. We've got the NFL draft. What are you looking most forward to out of this NFL draft? Um, uh, man, just so much. I mean, I'm in Eagle Ter- Eagle Land here in Philly, so, um, you know, uh, it'll be interesting how many, you know, quarterbacks are quarterbacks. Well, what receivers go in that first round? I'm a little worried that the Eagles are going to pick Benjamin up, Kelvin Benjamin. I have him as a big bust. Um, but, you know, he's been one that so, so many people are high on, so many people are low on. Uh, yeah. it, interesting to see where Cooks goes, Oops. you know, yeah. like – 
if he doesn't, you know, if he if he goes somewhere he's playing the slot, then he's going to move way up in the, in the dynasty drafts. But if he's going to be somewhere where he's developmental or on the outside, he, he could fall. I don't know. I mean, again, I, I've been following all the dynasty, uh, you know, mock drafts, but he could fall in the second yeah. round, and you know, um, I don't you know, think he will. Is, I think I think he'll go in the yeah. first round. I I have him as high as uh, the New York Jets. Now I know our most recent mock has uh, the Jets taken Odell Beckham, but I don't think Beckham will make it that high. I, I, this is such a wide receiver loaded draft. It is unbelievable. Probably the most top heavy wide receiver draft I've ever seen. I bet you'll have yeah. those receivers going up before that. I'll, I'll, I'll guess that uh, the Jets take Brandon Cooks, and I love Cooks. Uh, the shuttle time, 10.7, is the all-time combine record. 60-yard yeah. shuttle time. So if you get Cooks, and you're looking for something to to make up for Deshaun Jackson's explosiveness? You just found it, my man. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so, it's interesting. You know, I so the way I rank, you know, so I, I I do my own my rankings for all my the players, but it's all based on it's all based on a lot of what other people say in the, in the industry. Um, and you know, there's a lot, obviously a lot of other websites, a lot of a lot of other people that put out reports, and from different perspectives, from the matrix, from the number side to the actual the actual film watching, and it's amazing. I mean, everyone's all over the place. You know, like I mean, you obviously have Watkins and Evans in, in receiver world; they're number one and two, really. But then everyone else, you can really make a case for, um, especially at that three spot. You know, when I'm talking about dynasty draft, and I've been trading out of that like crazy because it's just you have so much value. I, I think obviously you know going from there, but um, going all the way down into the late first round. But um, yeah, people are you know um, like you said, you can make cooks for easily the number three in, in, in a dynasty draft. You know if you. If I will. You go I will team. tell you that on uh, if you go to FF Toolbox, you can see what the top user mock draft predictions are for the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, picking out of that 22nd hole. And the right. most popular projection for Philadelphia Eagles is Brandon Cooks, 8.3%. Yeah, that's well, not a lot. That's, that's good with Chip there. But I'll, a lot of odd buzz out here right now is that they're taking going to take Benjamin, um, who okay. uh, I, I don't like. It. I, know, I know there's a lot of people that like him. I just think, I mean, obviously, I mean, the best thing about, you know, right now, like knowing – like right now, knowing the players is doing like the comparables. You know that's yeah. always fun. Um, and uh, you know, I know they're saying like he moves, like he's the biggest Megatron, but he actually, you know, he is a mega. Like he doesn't move around. You know, obviously near like him, like he is a Megatron. But um, obviously he's raw. But uh, well, he'll probably just. Uh, my prediction, he just ends up like a red zone threat. But you know, uh, so the buzz around here is that Eagles are taking Benjamin right now. Now I didn't know you were an Eagles fan, or I would have I would have been more prepared here. But I'm pretty high on Zach Ertz for for Dynasty. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I I, re- I really like Ertz, and I and I'm saying that uh, I think he has top ten potential this year. What do you, what are your thoughts? Yeah, on that? a, lot, a lot of people have him in there. Yeah, he's been really he's very valuable in the Dynasty world. Let me tell you, he's he's skyrocketed like since the end of. Kind of the last couple of weeks of the season, he just and then just he's just jumped right up. So would you rather um, have Ertz or Ertz or Eifert? Oh, Ertz, 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 Ertz. Wow. Yeah. Eifert's, Eifert's still supposed to be a stud. What about Ladarius? Oh, Green? I know. I, yeah, that's just, yeah, I like I like the 
You like I Ertz? think there's more upside with Ertz if you know, just with that off, uh, just with that offense. Yeah, I kind of put Ertz right around the Jordan Reed range because I think you know Reed does bring the the injury risk of you know, and I don't think Ertz does as much. Ertz is unstoppable. I mean, he's like a, a power forward in the paint out there. When he goes out, all he has to do is post up, turn around, and you can't defend that. So I, re- I really yeah. like what what I see from Ertz, and I think he will. This will be the year that he totally uh, takes on. Uh, that starting role. I, you know, we have a caller. Hold on one second, Christian. We'll, let's see what we got in the, in the uh, on the switchboard here. From the 202, you're on the Red versus Blue show. Yo, what's going on, Scott? Hello. That sounds like, that sounds like the, uh, the fantasy executive from Sirius XM Radio. Yes, it is, Scotty. What's going on, brother? Hey, man. Good to hear from you. Corey Parson, the fantasy executive, stopping in for a little chat on Red versus Blue, man. Hey. Little you, chat, you, you little chat. This, uh, don't. Go ahead. You didn't you didn't fall asleep this time. You you kind of stayed up for for the for the show tonight, huh? Nah, you know I stayed up. I got on a horn. I want I wanted to ask you guys a question. I got on a horn. Say so I give All you right. guys a call. Listen to a good conversation, right quick. I like what you guys are talking about with Zach Ertz. The problem is Brett Selleck is still there. Yeah. Christian, you don't you you guys disagree with that? No, I, I just don't see him there that much longer. Um, you know, especially in, in the you know, especially for Dynasty, looking you know, two three years down the line. Oh yeah, Dynasty, I definitely can see that. But for like in the redraft, I'm like, I like Ertz, but yeah. uh, what, how much how much work is he going to get with with Selleck, you, you, Everybody's writing Selick off, but it's like he's still there. So well, that's the draft day decision that's going to be interesting as we get closer to August, right, oh, yeah. fellas? You know, yeah, uh, I, know I, I just, I think, there's been a lot of buzz out here really making him a focal point. So, um, yeah, we'll see. Now, look, That's good uh, to Selleck, a focal point. Selleck, but Selleck was pretty healthy all year. He had 51 targets. It's nothing to write home about. That's true, too. But how many did Ernst have? 56. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but that's his first you know year. I mean? new, you know, first year, kid, rookie, learning the ropes. I mean, come on. I think I think I think yeah. he could, I think he could I think he could double that. I think he could double the target. Yeah, I, I agree, especially with No Jackson. You know, you spread that out. You know, between Sproles, Ertz, and a new guy coming in, maybe a little bit more for, um, you know, for Riley or you know, Macklin back I, in the picture now too. Well, I, yeah. I, I expect I expect more out of the executive than coming in talking up uh, Brent Selleck on Red versus Blue. I mean, no, it's Friday I'm not night. talking about Brent Selleck. Got, you know, I got, got you know I got one. You know I got one. We're talking about yeah. Brent Selleck. Sorry about that, fellas. You know I got one for you. All right, let me tell you. I'm going to run down a team, right? And I want to ask you, fellas, the question. If you can draft, if you can walk out of your main event with this team right here, I hope everybody's recording because this may be what I'm trying to do. It could not be what I'm trying to do. I'll go from quarterback all the way down to I go from I go quarterback, two running backs, three wide receivers. Max Stafford okay. as the quarterback. Wide receivers, let's go. Demarius, Brandon Marshall. Uh, let's go Demarius, Brandon Marshall. No, let's do it this way. Let's say you're drafting out the five slot. So your quarterback is Stafford. Your wide receivers are Calvin, Jordy, and Pierre Garçon. All right, one, two, three. Two you, running back. You, went, you went wide receiver, back. one, two, and three, okay. Your running backs are Rashad Jennings and Pierre Thomas. 
and then you fill out the rest of the roster with your tight end, your two flexes. As that core, do you like Jennings and Pierre Thomas as all B ones and twos? Um, I don't think. I, I don't, can I, don't I answer think, that? I love yeah, that. Um, I'm all in on. Well, I'm all in on Green Bay this year. Uh, everyone from Jordy to Cobb to even Boykin, and yeah. um, you know, recently I'm in. Uh, we're in that beta draft with Scott uh, on on Scott's new uh, unbelievable software. Um, and uh, I was, you know, I I, Rashad, I have Rashad Jennings is that he's my guy that I'm hoping no one thinks about, but I see him getting a huge workload. And he was drafted, um, I think, who was it, Wayne or someone? Someone took him in the late third. I'm like, what the? Um, yeah. But I I um, I love Jennings there. Um, I mean, I love Jennings as a you know running back. You can depend on obviously he's a risk, but no, I, I love that. I like that team a lot. And it was interesting. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, Scott, because fantasy football has changed, but you give your topic, you give your opinion on it. Well, no, I was just going to say it was interesting watching that draft, too, uh, because I have inside access. Uh, uh, It was interesting that he was taken at 311, which was before the turn. So he did not want to risk losing him to the fourth round to the comeback. He took him in the third for fear that he might, that, that he might be taken. And so that that really said something to me. And it was a good good drafter. I won't say the name because I don't think that's right. But he he was being drafted. So I don't think you could get him at that 4-9 spot that you were talking about, but it's still it's still good value. And basically the point I'm trying to make is when you start a draft in today's NFL, running back, running back, I think you're doing yourself a disservice. Mm-hmm. Do you guys agree with oh. that? Well, it's funny. I, I've been, you know – I, I almost think the, you know, you're talking, so you look at the draft this year, you're, you're going to be looking at Charles McCoy, Forte Peterson, you know, any of those combos four. in the first four picks. Um, I actually, in, in this current draft, I tried the strategy of just going running back heavy. I had the three-hole, so I, I, had, I had Forte, and I just stacked up on running just to try and see what I was going to get with receivers later because I think on the on 9 through 12, I think most most a lot of players are going to go back to back receiver, you know, um, or even. So you like, need like the running backs instead. Yeah, like you, you did, Corey. You went, you went. I think you said the five or six five. You went Calvin, Jordy, um, and Garcon. Yeah. So I mean, it's interesting. I mean, you're you're probably right. I just I was I did a little bit this this draft. I was just kind of experimenting just to see what receivers I would get if I you know I, I took three backs right right off the front. So. Well, how did your receivers come out if you don't mind me asking? I did. We'll see. You know, again, this is draft. This is a draft master, so yeah. I draft yeah, no, a little no, different early. for early. Yeah. yeah, for but for like people that might explode for a week, and you don't need the consistency as much because you know your your lineups are already put in. But uh, I had I had Forte, Stacy Spiller, I did Gronk because he was sitting there in the late fourth, Tate, and then I went Decker, Wallace. Boykin, Bo, Dobson, and Hunter. So I, still, I, you know, I think that's decent for, for the strong running backs. Yeah, I mean it's okay. I mean those guys are at least going to have a couple of good weeks, you know, where they'll definitely be you know starter material. It's just a question of you know. But this was, yeah. was more of experimenting. The fantasy executive I, hijack continues. Go ahead, Corey. No, I, no, 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 no. I, I'll get off. I'll leave you with this one, Scott, and I'll get off. I'm throwing this out. It's a strategy question that I was talking with some fellas about earlier. I always build teams, and I always say I'm going to mix and match with my tight ends. 
this year, I'll give you a little. I'll give you a little insight to my strategy. I'm thinking about going Julius Thomas in the fourth. Hmm. The only uh, the only thing about going Julius Thomas in the fourth. Who do you be think there. you're more likely to get? Oh, you don't think so? No, you don't think I, I, I think he's going to get take. I mean, that's my. I've seen him. I, I you know, I, I've seen him. He's been going in the third pretty regularly. I know his ADP might not suggest that, but um, he's been going. I think you'd be. I, I think if you get him in the fourth, you grab him. I mean, absolutely. Yeah. yeah okay. His, his yeah. ADP. His, his high stakes. His high stakes ADP is thirty six, Corey. But yeah, it's right there. I mean, if yeah. you're at the. If you're at the back of that uh, of that first round, you might be able to pick him up in the early fourth. But he did so, go he did go quite a bit earlier in this draft. I kind of think that basically the strategy is this: who is more like who are you more likely to hit on off the waiver wire, a wide receiver or a tight end? Wide receiver. Wide receiver. So then you take a tight end early. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, well. I don't even know if you have to take a tight end early, uh, unless you want one of the really dominant ones. But some yeah, of these I, guys, I think I need one. I think I need one of the good ones. Yeah, I don't know. Look, uh, if you take Jimmy Graham, uh, you're going to be hurting at that dominant position, unless you hit, you know, unless you strike gold, uh, and you know, somebody like um, I don't know, Kerry Robinson or Gerhardt or somebody, you know, Carlos Hyde or somebody really turns out to be a stud, and you just don't know. Uh, but you're passing on that Le'Veon Bell pick for a Jimmy Graham. I mean, it's hard to it's hard to pass on that running back. I just want my running backs, and then you know I'll piece together the tight ends, especially in this draft master format. Now you got it, it's all about format. Now I agree with you. And in, in the starting lineups, the Roto Bowl and the FFWC, you need that you need that tight end every week, and you can't be as flexible. You know, with taking a you can't just plug in a, a Zach Ertz and expect him to perform every single week like he can. You know, Jimmy yeah. Graham. It makes a lot of sense. A lot of titles are won with Jimmy Graham. Period. Yeah, no, and he does a good job. So basically, that's all what's going on. That's that's that's, that's the uh, question that I had that that I kind of wanted to throw out there. I had some conversations about that this week. Wanted to get you guys thoughts on that, and I'll leave you with this one. If the Washington Redskins draft a tight end in this upcoming draft on Thursday night, make sure he's on your fantasy football team because Jordan Reed is not going to play sixteen. You heard it from the, from the fantasy executive Corey Parson. Thanks, one man. Thanks for stopping in. I tap out, and thanks a lot, fellas. Yeah. Man, I, always, always cool to get Corey to to pop yeah. in from his serious XM duties. I like that last one, yeah, not, Redskins comment. That's nice. Well, you, you don't like Jordan Reed either. No, he's right. I mean, that's a, that's really smart. I mean, if they draft that tight end, that's a really good. Yeah, if they draft the tight end, it's too late for you because his value is plummeting because they don't believe in 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 the health of Jordan Reed. It's no. too late. Yeah. So I don't own Jordan Reed. I've actually traded him away. I just don't like taking really? that kind of risk. I'm just not. I'm not a big risk guy. Uh, Christian Warikis is our guest. Christian, uh, before we go here, there's a couple of things that I asked you uh, for the program for the listeners at home. Yeah. Uh, and look, we know it's only May, so we're not going to tie it to this strategy. I mean, you got a long way to go before it becomes September. But right now, push come to shove, I wanted to get a couple guys you're particularly high on this year that other people may not be. One running back, one wide receiver. What you got? Um, high on is actually who we just talked about, actually, Rashad Jennings. Um, you know, uh, I, I just think, especially where his ADP is going to be, where that will be in a couple months, I don't know. I feel it's going to climb. But um, um, I just think there's no one there. I mean, I mean Wilson, I, and I, I've been buying I, – I bought Wilson in a couple dynasties just to – kind of a stash, maybe lottery ticket later, you know, people that have soured, you know, people that own Wilson have really soured on him and they're just like, whatever, give me, get rid of him. Um, right. But uh, I mean, there's no one there, Hillis really and Scott and, you know, 
Uh, so that's He's my man. running back. Um, and then uh, wide receiver is, you know, I'm big into, um, you know, kind of trying to jump on people that people sour on the year before. Um, yeah. I, you know, if I can get uh, Roddy White in the fifth, I will grab him every time. Um, and uh, I think I'll have, you know, besides last year, I mean, look at his body of work. And, you know, I think um, he'll come back strong this year and, you know, so if he's there in the fifth, I'll grab him every time. Uh, and, you know, that'll be for, uh, you know, just kind of my regular teams, um, you know, come uh, come August. So there, there are two. He, he went wide receiver. I totally agree with both those picks, man. Well done. Roddy White, wide receiver 25 right now in a draft. Are you kidding me? I mean, when, if he's healthy, yeah. when have you ever seen Roddy White not be top 10 in the last five years? He's still Roddy yeah. White, even with a Julio. So, I, and that really makes me believe that you know that pick that you had, Matt, in the mm-hmm. Roto Bowl last year with Matt Ryan and Julio, that combo would have been deadly if the injury to Julio wouldn't have happened, and it made it made the whole team fall apart. Would have. Oh gosh, you had Jimmy Graham. Yeah, I think the team falling apart was actually Roddy first before it even was. I mean, uh, oh, I think right. it was it was already in Chantley just because Roddy wasn't healthy right from the start. Yeah. Okay, let's reverse it the other way, uh, Christian. Two guys that you're not high on that other people seem to be. So a running back and a wide receiver. That um, you don't really I, want to I, this is for no particular reason than just a gut feeling. I think I think this is the year that that Lynch breaks down. I mean, you look at every you know look at every first round draft every year. There's a few that that start to um, sure. you know, uh, and That's I just think it's just it's just a gut well. feeling. I've no I've no uh, statistics or no. <laughs> No data to support it. I just think uh, this is the year that, that Lynch starts to break down. I know that's regardless of getting Christine involved or whatever they do there. But um, And then my rear wide receiver is actually Crabtree. I think he's, uh, you know, his ADP is probably uh, 36 to 40, somewhere in there, but end of yeah. third round, beginning of fourth. But I just think, yeah. you know, he's had a one good half a season. Uh, that was that. Uh, that 2012 Kaepernick season when Kaepernick came on. Uh, besides that, he's not really, you know, uh, not really done much. And there's Bolden there, Davis, obviously, to probably draft the rookie, even if it's, you know, later on, third, fourth round. And uh, obviously, they're a run team. So uh, I won't be, um, I'm not as, you know, obviously, if Crabtree's there for the right price, you know, for the right, but not, not where he's going now for sure. Uh, the 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 major injury that Crabtree had was uh, the Achilles, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, uh, and that's. But people that's are. That's a major I think injury. The fact that yeah. he even came back was like uh, I felt like he was a warrior, and I mean, with him and Kaepernick that year when he was healthy, unstoppable beast. Yeah, he's still really young too. I mean, don't write him off yet in his career. Yeah, I kind of I kind of still like, but I do think I ha- I keep hearing over and over that the Niners need to address wide receiver in the draft. Hmm. So Christian, you know, you're kind of right there. Yeah. Uh, okay, uh, Christian Marikis, our draft uh, guest uh, tonight, the a.k.a. the Fantasy Smurf. You're going to see him around on leaderboards again this year in the FFWC, the Dynasty Football World Championship. Rotable, too? Do you play Rotable? Yeah, I, I did um, I did one team last year. didn't do so hot, but um, um, that's nice because it's affordable and, you know, um, you know, it's good. Well, and we so. changed Rotable this year to four teams making the playoffs for all, just like the okay. Dynasty World Championship now. So that's a little bit more in line with what people are expecting. They get four teams in the playoffs, and that's, that's better. So we went from, you know, a lot of people are expecting six in the playoffs, and they were playing Rotable, and there's only two, and they're like, whoa. So we cut it in the middle. Now it's back to four. 
and so that'll be a little bit more fun. pay out with the third and the fourth it, then? Yeah, we, we had to spread it out a little yeah. bit, yeah, but we actually are paying out more now. Oh, uh, hey, that's always good. Yeah, that's always good, right? Cool, thanks. A uh, couple of trades that I wanted to get your pick on, uh, on your, your feedback on. I sent you some trades. Uh, the yeah, David I have Wilson, a couple in front of me here, yeah. The David Wilson, Dwayne Allen, they, they, they paired up David Wilson and Dwayne Allen, and you gave Jonathan Franklin Hunter and a 2-3. Now, Justin Hunter, right now you can't – I can't get Justin Hunter for even a first-round, mid-first-round pick right now. I mean, people hang on to Justin Hunter – with dear life. So why did you get rid of him for that? Yeah, I, you know, I, that was a trade that literally like both our owner, the, um, the other owner we afterwards, you know, and like, I forget, I forget it was a couple hours later. We were like, what we were both asking ourselves why we give that trade. Um, in hindsight. Yeah. I mean, I, um, you know, the value is definitely on his side. I had a couple things. I was a lot of receivers there. And, again, you never want to give away value or, you know, kind of you, I kind of do it in points. But um, I um, I wanted a lottery ticket. I had Rashad Jennings. I wanted – I just wanted Wilson there. Um, I had no – you know, I needed a tight end. Um, or at least, you know, I'm not as sour on Allen as, as, as other people are. And I was loaded with draft picks. So – I, I kind of, I definitely overpaid there. I, I know it. Um, you know, it's just one of those uh, kind of wait and sees. And I'm, I'm not as high on Hunter as others, but even though that doesn't really matter in a dynasty because it's it's more about what what is he selling for, you know, what is his value. Yeah. Hey, you, you were high on Jennings. You were high on Jennings, and you were also going after Wilson. So I, I, was, I found that intriguing. And then this other trade, uh, this James Jones – and a second-round pick for Jerry. I love Boykin. that. I love the book getting Boykin. I just think I love Boykin. I, I, that's another guy that's receiver I love. Um, Matt, I think that was a no-brainer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm with you on that one. I think, I think Rodgers is going to like Boykin, too. A healthy yeah, Rodgers. all last year, too. Yeah, just not as much as we'd like, but Rodgers, you know. Hurts. Yeah, Rodgers has been hurt all year. And, right. Uh, but, yeah, with Boykin taking over the James Jones spot, he's got – his his dynasty value is going through the roof. Christian, anything else that uh, that we didn't talk about tonight that you wanted to bring up? No, no. no am I allowed to say something about the, your, your your software? Am I allowed to say that or no? Oh, no, go ahead, man. Uh, no, I just you know I've been. This is our, um, you know, we're doing this beta draft now with it, and it's. I'm. T- I mean, it is. You know, I've been in a lot of draft rooms. This is by far the best, and I'm not. I'm not saying this because I'm on your show. I just, wow. it's like eye candy mm-hmm. or something. It's like everything's thought out mm-hmm. just right. I mean, things pop up when they're not supposed to pop up, and you know, the cue list will appear once you scroll down. The draft board, everything is right there. You don't have to go to any extra screens. Um, that you can draft. Like there's a cheat sheet function. Well, obviously you know, but um, there's a cheat sheet function where you can just draft from, experimenting from that. It was like. Uh, I just, I mean, I'm just saying it's really, it's really impressive. I'm not, and even the kind of, kind of the other draftees, even beside it without you, you there, kind of the saying the same thing. So, I mean, I'm just saying, well, really well done. I mean, I, this will make me come back, I mean, do these draft masters all, all year until, the, until August. So, um, just nice, it is really nice job, and you really put a lot of thought into it, and, and it shows. Well, Christian Rorikas, the fantasy smurf, with some good compliments here for the FFWC. Thanks, my man. Thanks for being on Red vs. Blue. Welcome back anytime. Good luck this year. Appreciate it, Scott. Take care. Matt, that was, uh, that was a fun guest, Christian. And yeah. final thoughts for you, man. Pacers play tomorrow night. Uh, score prediction. Just give us one. Uh, Pacers by eight. Pacers by eight. Pacers fi- uh, escape a very bad 
Atlanta Hawks team. Teague is just, we're making him look like an all-star. Everybody, thank you for uh, being on. We are going to do a special Red vs. Blue draft show with Micah James, the FF Magic Man, coming on to FF Toolbox Radio. Don't miss that uh, next week. It's going to be a lot of fun. And, uh, look, Red vs. Blue is back for more next week, and, and, and Mike will be back, too, with his derby stories. So we'll talk to you guys next week. We're out of time.